Welcome to the Empowered Lifestyle Podcast, a movement and community designed to help you live your best life and reconnect you back to the things that really matter. Today, we are wrapping up our five-day Raising Empowered Families Challenge and excited to share the final day and the final pieces of the puzzle to really help you wrap a bow around all the lessons that we have shared with you. In today's lesson, we talk about how you can go about scheduling challenge for yourself and for your children to help create resilience and resourcefulness and teamwork, Um, you know, showing our children love is not always just wrapping them up in in cotton wool. It's actually giving them opportunities to learn and grow and be challenged. And if we don't do that, the universe is absolutely going to do it for them. So we share some really great insights and also a little bit about our exciting news with our course that we've decided to put together just based upon the feedback that we've had from so many families looking for support, connection, and really a framework for them to be able to raise their families in a way that they want to raise them, not how society says we should, but based upon their values and what's really important. So excited to share our final day of our Raising Empowered Families Challenge with you. Let's jump in. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to day five. We've, we've spent a lot of time together over the last five days, and I have to say um, the feedback that we've had, the conversations we've had um, with people that are taking the actions with their family, it's so special to see that unfold. And I think sometimes, like we highlighted in the beginning, um, we do plan more for a holiday or for building a house or for our career plan. Um, but not necessarily do, are we doing the things that, you know, putting thought and time into, well, how do we want it to look like to actually raise our family? So we're excited to kind of wrap a bow around everything with you, um, today and to be able just to kind of share with you some next action steps you can take and then what's next. So I want to circle back to, uh, exemplification being the greatest teacher and uh, there's a story of uh, a little boy who is just addicted to sugar. He can't live without it. He eats it all the time. And no matter what his mum does, uh, she can't get him to stop eating sugar. So she has this idea. She's going to go see this guru. And so uh, he lives very far away <clears throat> across the big plain over this mountain range and at the top of this mountain. And he's known all around the land um, <clears throat> for his wisdom. And so she walks with the little boy for two days, two nights, and then across the plain, another two days, two nights to the mountain and gets there and there's a big lineup of people and she waits. And finally, she's there at the, uh, the feet of this guru and uh, she says, oh, guru, my little boy, um, no matter what I say, he won't stop eating sugar. Uh, but I know he looks up to you. He respects you. Uh, can you tell him to stop eating sugar? I know he will listen. And he thinks for a moment and he says to the mum, go away and come back in 30 days. And she's a little bit taken back. So gosh, it's taken me, you know, all this time to get here. Okay, guru, off she goes. And so they go away 30 days. They start the trek back two days, two nights over the mountain ranges, waits for the lineup, gets to the, uh, to the guru. 
And then she said, I, I don't know if you remember me. And she says, I, hear, I remember you. And he says, where's your little boy? And oh, here he is. Little boy, stop eating sugar. And okay, yes, guru, I'll stop eating sugar. And so she's very happy, but she's also a little confused. And so she says to the guru, um, hey, what's with the whole 30 days? And he said, well, when you came to me last time, I too was eating too much sugar. And so I had to not eat sugar for 30 days so that I could then tell him not to do that. And it's a, it's a beautiful story and there's lots of lessons in there. But the key is um, our children will do as we do, not do as we say. And it's funny, you know, I often catch myself, hey kids, you haven't made your bed yet. And then I think of that story, I'm like, oh, I haven't made my bed yet. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's very difficult to say, you know, you can do and be whatever you want when you grow up. And they're watching you not do or be whatever you want to do now. Um, and so it's just a really key lesson to take on. And like I said, this raising empowered families, it's for children, but it's not about children. Mm -hmm. It's about giving you the skills, the resources, the awareness, uh, connecting with other people, getting ideas, because to the degree that you grow, and you become more aware and you're more conscious and you're equilibrating all of your own charges. And what mm. I mean by that, you've had things that have happened to you throughout uh, your life that are there and it's a trigger. And we spoke about the superconscious and the unconscious and the self-conscious mind and that unconscious that's running all of our daily patterns. Programs are running you. There's software running you. But so much of it, you're not, it wasn't programmed consciously. It was done at the time when you were four to seven. So you're running these patterns. And the more that you can be aware, you can be conscious of the patterns. That's what consciousness is. That's when you become enlightened, when you fully know yourself. And the, to, the degree that you can do that, you go through life and things don't trigger you. You're not in this elation, depression, happy, sad. If you can go through and all you have is presence, there's no yesterday, there's no tomorrow, it's just what we have now. You have love and gratitude in your heart, you have certainty and presence in your mind. From that place, now you can see what's happening for your children and you can guide them. So at the end of the day, it's really about how do we take responsibility? Mm. Um, and you think about what you've spent money on, whether it's a degree, whether it's um, a holiday, all these things that we, we invest into. And so little of it is around how do we raise our next generation just to be, you know, the, the light that we need to, tr to transform the world as we move forward. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, as, as Anthony was saying, it comes back to your kids are always watching you. And so it, it does come back to you doing something. If, if there is a, a child 
and they're the center of the universe and, and everything is a yes, yes, yes to them. It's, it's kind of hard for them to step out into the real world and go, oh, hang on a second, <laughs> what's going on here? Or if you become the martyr and you do everything just to make your children's life amazing and remove all challenge from it, you're not serving them either. And so it's good when your kids see, and sometimes, you know, our kids will say to them, hey, look, mum and dad, we're learning something at the moment or we're, we're jumping on to our own um conference that we love and this is important to us and so no we're not going to be with you right now but this is going to help us be a better mom and better dad I love this this lights me up or I'm catching up with my friend because that fills up my cup I want my daughter to see me doing that so that she knows when she's a mom it's okay to leave her kids with someone it's okay to let them have a sleepover or to say no because if you don't they will just become sometimes a replica and and it's when you become a yes person um, it's not a it's not a good thing. That actually makes me think of something to talk about because um, we talk about how challenge is a good thing. At the end of our day, when we sit down to grateful for time, um, sometimes we'll say, "What are you grateful for?" Other times we'll say, "What where where were you challenged today, or where did you grow, or what could you have done better next time?" And so it, it's not always positive and gratitude it's like reflecting on yeah actually I could have done a better job with that yeah when I got upset at my sister yeah when I and and taking personal responsibility as well in front of your children so if I've been uptight or stressed about something and I maybe haven't communicated it to them and they do something and I snap and I overreact it's actually at the end of the day going hey guys look I'm I'm so sorry I I was really hard on you guys today and that's because you know I had some stuff going on that I hadn't shared with you and, and I didn't show up as my best self. And I just, I want you to know that I'm, I'm sorry for that and I love you and thank you for, for your understanding. And when they can see an adult take some personal responsibility and communicate and own their little slip ups, um, we'll often say to the kids, hey, that was just a, a not great five minutes. We just had a not great five minutes. The rest of the day has been awesome, but that little bit, let's just park that and, and continue on with our day. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah, or I know sometimes what you've used is um, a conversation, an interaction, whatever's not going, and um, you'll just call a timeout and almost like it's a movie going, could we do that take again? Yeah. Can we just go back to the room that we walked in and walk back in and, yeah, park that and let's go through how we want this to go? Um, you do that really well. <laughs> Thanks. Kind of calling a timeout on a basketball court or something like that. Come on, let's regroup and, and, let, and let's start over. So knowing when, yeah, things are escalating and they're not heading in the right direction. You um, need to be the conscious one to call timeout because sometimes you're frustrated and, man, we've been guilty of it, so it's not like we're... I was going to say you also don't do that well sometimes. Oh, my gosh. The other day, <laughs> I just was very unresourceful and Xavier was annoying me and... I just wanted to sit down and have family time around the voice. Um, our family love music. So I was like, right, family time. Let's all snuggle on the lounge. And he was up, um, he was editing some video. And that's really cool. He loves that. He's great at it. It's definitely his passion. But I was not communicating to him very well at all. I was like, Xavier, get down here. It's family time. Hurry up. 
and having family time with family that don't want to be around you isn't really that good. So Ant's like, oi, come on, hang on. And then he's like, Xavier, can you explain to mum what you're loving from your video editing right now? And what, what if you could have it all your way, what would you do? And I'm like, oh my God, Kate, you're being a child. And then he's like, so mum, what would, what would you, uh, if you could have it all your way right now, what would you love? And I said to Zave, I said, mate, I'm sorry. I love this time because I feel like we're connecting together and this is really important. And he's like, well, mum, I'm loving my editing. And I said, great. Could we? He was also like the voice. It's like two minutes of singing and then then all the ads (laughs) and crap and all of the certain things on the ads at the moment. So he was protecting himself. It was, but I just didn't care at the time. His video editing is, he's starting to make income from that. So he's up there late at night and I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And I I know better. I totally know better. I just was in a state where I just didn't care. And so I said, look, could we make a deal? Could we watch four songs together as a family and then you can go do your thing? He's like, yep, cool. And then that was great. But sometimes you need a third party to come in and referee if you're not in that conscious and aware um, state, which we all get into sometimes. So in an ideal world, in a world with butterflies and rainbows and unicorns and um, one that doesn't really exist, that everyone just always has the same values. They always want to do the same thing. All get on. Um, It it doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, And... I'll prove it to you in your own mind now, your mind. If you want peace on earth, get peace in your own head. I've never done it. Where you have conflicting, it's like the good wolf, the bad wolf. Like you don't have resolution in your own mind and then take that disjointed mind and try and be in a relationship and then add children to that. There's always going to be this dynamic of yin and yang. And so... But if I know what's most important to Kate and I know what's most important to me and we have that and we share, well, why is that? How does it actually make you feel? How does it light you up? How does it fill your soul? And then you go, ah, I I understand now why it's so important to you. And then you can make a deal. When you said that, that's what made me think of that. Because, all right, well, what if we watch two songs together, four songs together, then you can go do that. My, so, my cup's full, he's feeling heard and understood, we're respecting each other. And I think that's, if you do look at your family like a business, it is kind of transactional in a sense where, yes, we would, I think... Um, it's life. It, so it's life. <laughs> what, I, what I love about that, that skill and that way of looking at things, it's like, welcome to how you're going to do life. Yeah. So if you need to negotiate a contract, if you need to do a business venture, if you need to, whatever it is, if you're continually knowing who you are, what's most important to you, what's your highest values, you've asked good questions to know what's important to the other person, and then you can communicate your values in their values and come up with an agreement or make a deal. So this is this is what I'd say is one of our core learnings Mm -hmm. for our family. It's not like we sit down and study it. But as you do life, you do learning. And I think that's one of the the cool things with this philosophy, this model, um, that you do want to have a plan, but it has flexibility. Because how often in life do the greatest lessons come from what life throws at you? Mm -hmm. The adversity that you have. It's the other thing I wanted to mention for him back to you that um, I remember when I first started as a chiropractor, my mentor 
Um, he had three kids and he'd come from nothing, but had created, you know, nice wealth. He had a beautiful lifestyle for his children. Uh, but he'd read a book that interviewed uh, a lot of the billionaires at the time, kind of looking for what's something common, what's a common trait. And they could find nothing. There was nothing common about why a billionaire become a billionaire other than one thing. And it was a childhood of adversity. Mm. It was a childhood, whether it was, they had wealth, but there was adversity because there was domestic violence, whether they had poverty and, but what was constant is a childhood where there was adversity because it taught them to become resilient. It taught them to have grit. It taught them to problem solve. It taught them how to communicate. And so he went and well, how can I create adversity for them? And so he moved to another country where you have to learn a whole new, it wasn't a language, but it kind of was Irish, right? So English, but they speak funny. Um, <laughs> we I, love our Irish. I live in Ireland as well, so I'm playing. <laughs> and uh, they had to make new friends. They had to learn a culture. Mm. And so something for you to consider, like if I was preparing my child to thrive in the future, what are the, the key characteristics? What are the attributes? What are the skills that are going to need to be prevalent? And how can I orchestrate, maybe not in a day, because a day creates pressure, mm. maybe in a week, but certainly within a month, how can I make sure we have these different things? Yeah. What I loved about traveling when we could is that very thing mm. <clears throat> that they got to see different people, different cultures, different ideals, different religious beliefs, different colors, shapes, sizes, um, and how little resistance they had to that. They yeah. just saw another soul. Mm. Um, another, something else that our, some friends have done with their kids and when they were traveling, and again, just talking about what, what skills you want to impart on your children, they would be like, okay, well, this weekend we're going to go away for two nights. You guys get to choose the destination. This is our budget. You have to figure out how we're getting there. You need to make sure that the accommodation doesn't blow the budget, that we've got enough money for food for the weekend. So it could be, you know, a camping trip. It doesn't have to be another country. They were in Europe at the time, so it was easy to cut to train and this and that. But just to get them thinking, wow, okay, all right, I've got this much money to spend, or even just a of, of just them giving them as a project to go, right, this is what I need to do, or I need to meal plan and menu plan for the family for the week, and I need to make sure I don't go over budget, and just things like that to go, wow, okay, that, that could be something. And, and the kids were so proud to be able to be the leader of that particular adventure for their family. Um, which I just love. So adversity can come in many different forms and it doesn't have to be through a tough time. Some people have been through a tough time, but you can, the more we often talk about this, um, if you aren't scheduling challenge in your life, the universe is going to do it for you. So that could be you physically challenging your body right now. That could be you mentally challenging your body or your mind right now. So you're learning and growing on a consistent basis. Otherwise, the universe will just throw something in your path to force you to learn and grow. And so, you know, we, we're sharing this with our kids as we go. And like I said, we're owning our mistakes. Um, I think sometimes I wrote a book when I wrote my book, Raising Healthy Families. Um, it was something that I observed a lot 
in parents-to-be where they thought, when I am a mum, when I'm a dad, kind of like the butterflies and rainbows thing, it's going to be amazing. Like, oh my gosh. And one of our mentors, Dr. John D. Martini, he takes you through a process where, and I encourage you to do this, um, write down 20 benefits of being a parent or having your kids and 20 drawbacks. And it's like, oh, but, but it's all good. Well, no, it's actually not. And sometimes it's challenging. You don't get quality time with your partner. They eat you out of house and home. <laughs> they fight. They make a mess. Like there's all of these things, right? And I think it's, it would be unwise to go into any sort of parenting stage, brand new parenting, to think that it's all going to be plus, plus, plus. And so that's okay. But when you go into it with, an, with a helicopter view of Here, there's this good and bad in all of this, Um, then you don't have these massive letdowns when your kids are fighting and you have all of these unrealistic expectations on yourself that they shouldn't fight, they should love each other all the time. I'm a bad parent. I can't control this. And so we just go through this crazy... I see some parents where they're just so personally conflicted because it's not perfect and they're trying to force it to be and we just have to allow it to be this beautiful, magical, messy ride. (laughs) Mm. I... um... I don't know if it you who told me the chiropractor who would go, they had no budget, and you know, take his child away for a weekend. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so, yeah, that was an amazing story. So, um, this man, he he um, he did this with his all of his children, but he was a chiropractor in Florida, and basically, I think they had an, they only had enough money for a bus ticket a return bus ticket and the clothes they had on their back and he went into their city for the weekend they had no money they had nothing outside of that they had no phone and so he actually went with his son and he stayed in like the refuge centers and he was in the soup kitchens alongside because they you know were in a very fortunate position and the kids you know had a, a really beautiful life so he deliberately would have his children and family experience that, be able to then go donate and volunteer time and being able to help in that space. Um, and, you know, we've done some similar things with the kids. We were in Bali and um, the prevalence of um, cataracts in in Indonesian population is absolutely huge. I think it's Asian, but I'll say Indonesian. And so um, it's, I think, 80% incidence of cataracts um, for by the time someone reaches a certain age and because they don't have the money and the education um, and the amount of children actually being born with double cataracts and they're not even being able to see their mom like it's it's so sad and so we were exposed to a beautiful foundation called the John Fawcett Foundation and we happened to be in Bali for a friend's birthday and one of his things is giving back so sometimes for the kids if, if rather than giving a gift it'll be like how we could go spend money on a toy but how cool would it be to help give someone their site back instead or to be able to help um, the, the microfinancing with different ways of helping someone start a business in another country. So getting them to think outside of what's in it for me all the time. And so we went there and we were able to help uh, help facilitate, donate money and time to help with the eye testing. Um, and there were surgeries happening in this. Um, they had this awesome four-wheel drive bus that was an operating theater and people were getting their sight back and having our children exposed to that 
and just being like, wow, and them getting, wow, $70 could help a mum or a dad get their eyesight back. And how could we, what could we do? What could we create to help more people so that they're not just, yeah, what's in it for me? Because there's a lot of adults in the world walking around just what's in it for me. And when you can pass on a bigger vision of how you can create impact, I think that to me is a beautiful gift that we value in our family that we really want to have them stand for. So the point is um, starting to be deliberate rather than by default. Mm. And going, well, how can I help orchestrate experiences that are going to allow um, the character traits, the attributes, you know, now the children, they can go, oh, I want that toy or that game or whatever it might be. And we can also ask them, how would that feel, the joy that would bring, compared to possibly using that money towards another child getting its sight back? And sometimes they might say, I want the game. Fantastic. But they're starting to see the value of money. They're starting to see, okay, oh, maybe I could save that. Maybe I could give that. But there's so many different things that you can do. Uh, we just wanted to start to expose you some different ways of thinking to go, okay, how could I uh, be at the cause end of experiences that allow our family, that particular child, those two children, um, you know, I love having that one-on-one -on -one time with each child, the daddy date. Mm. So that's really... Yeah, I mean, some of you, homeschooling, like we said, is going to be the right thing for you. And for some of you, you're really happy with where your kids are at in school. And it's just about forging a beautiful, empowered relationship. And I think, you know, most parents would want that for, for themselves and their families. And it's just you getting deliberate and, and creating a plan so that it isn't, yeah, by reaction. It's kind of like, you know, just sit down and you can flick on the television or what's on and, and just scroll through the channels. No, you want to schedule, you want to know in advance, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to learn today? How are we going to grow? For You know, today you can sit down to, with your family and say, hey, what would be really special that we did today as a family? What would you love? What would you love? What would you love? Excellent. Here's what I would love. Can we all plan to do these things together? And so people feel like they're a part of a team. They've got a voice. So, you know, for me, we talk about relationships can be your greatest source of joy and your greatest source of frustration. So when you come home to your family or if you are home with your family all the time, you kind of, you can choose, you get to choose how that plays out for you, but it takes work. It takes time. It takes perseverance. It takes patience. Um, and it takes some grace on your part to be kind to yourself or whatever's happened till now. And then when you slip up, cause you will, you know, and giving your children grace as well, cause we're, we're not perfect. We're all going to slip up. Cool. Just waving to some of our grubs back there. <laughs> so um, it's been great. It's been really cool hanging out with you guys. Um, congratulations for you just taking the time. Uh, it'll have been what, almost five hours worth of investing and yeah. as well as whatever the activities you've done mm. uh, that we've given as your little homework. Uh, so where to from here? Uh, well, I guess, first of all, if you have, if you're planning a family, if you have um, little ones, I would say kind of under three or four, uh, my book, Raising Healthy Families, is a beautiful resource to help families in that early stage of parenting. Um, 
if you have children kind of older or if you're definitely passionate about health, um, our documentary, Overfed and Undernourished, um, it's become world-renowned now, uh, where we were blessed to be able to help guide our nephew, who was uh, 11 at the time. Um, he, he was over 80 kilos, going through a lot of personal challenge and struggle, how we were helping, how we were able to help kind of him come back to life and, and really find himself um, move through his own health journey, which was beautiful. But there's so many amazing lessons for big and small. Um, and so that would be my first point. And then as, as we've alluded, um, we are putting together a Raising Empowered Families course. We are really excited to kind of bring structure to everything that we've shared with you and so much more. We've really just kind of scraped the surface of what we're really passionate about sharing. Um, so that we can give you a structure to whether you're choosing to homeschool or just raise your empowered family in whatever it looks like for you so that it, you have a plan that can constantly evolve and change as your family does as well. Mm. Um, do you already have a sense of what that will look like? Uh, so it's going to look like uh, it's going to look like a, um, a, a three month course, basically, that we work with you. Uh, and, and help you set a foundation for your family um, like we've touched on with you over these last five days, getting clear on a vision, but then really helping you put some things in place um, because everyone's family looks a little bit different. Um, you know, some have many kids, some have one, some it's, you know, it's families where kids are with one parent one weekend and one another. Um, talking about, you know, how do you deal with well-meaning, well-loving aunties and uncles and nanas and pops who have their own opinion and how you get to, you know, bring it together so that there's not conflict there. Um, and so really being able to support families through that phase. So regardless of whether you've got a brand new Bob or you've got a teenager, that there's a framework that you can then put in place for your family to really feel like you're all thriving and connected. Nice. And um, do I have to do it in three months? No, you can take as long as you want. But right. for, the, for the families that kind of want to work through you know, a process, they can just jump straight into that. Got it. Yeah. I think what I'm excited about that is the community to create. Um, we're definitely not the gurus, like I said no. at the start of this. <laughs> we have a certain set of experiences. Uh, we definitely have uh, some good strengths, some different backgrounds, whether that's the health side of things um, and a few others. But there's other families out there who think like us, who want to grow like us, who are really strong in other areas. And I'm excited to collaborate to bring a community together where week to week everyone can be sharing what's working mm. hey i just had this challenge i need some help i'll share one and we've got our own mentors who will be part of the course and it's things like okay um uh without incriminating anyone i went to open a certain email on another computer to print something off and i saw certain content that I was like, oh, how does this conversation go? And I can call someone saying, hey, I think this is what I should be saying, but I'm not sure. And they're like, you're spot on, but also consider this as well yep. with the conversation. And so I wish, you know, like when you get a new car <laughs> and like there's that little section where you open it up, the glove box, and it's got like a user's manual. Like imagine if your child each came out because each user manual of the car is slightly different according to that car. Imagine if each child came out with a user manual and you're like, oh, when 
this happens, I do that. When they say this, I, it's not there. And so I'm excited to help create the manual <laughs> for each of your children uh, with you so yeah. that you have a better sense and that we can share from each other. Well, I think I've learned so much from hearing how other families have gone about, um, like, you know, when I heard about the chiropractor who went and stayed in, you know, in some refuges, I'm like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Or or the one that's like, great, I'm for, I want to reward good behavior or behavior that I want to really encourage. So for every book my child reads, I'm going to pay him ten dollars, and he can if he reads a book and does a book report, he can do as many of those as he wants. Because I know that the more he can do that, and even if he does screen time and the other stuff, if he's doing that and he's driven, then that's a good thing. It's like, oh, that's that's a great idea, mate. What could we do differently? How could that apply to our family? So. There are so many families that get to do it a little differently. And when you do get to hear from, um, I, there's nothing worse than I've caught up with, you know, different groups of people and you just hear about what they're doing with their kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's definitely not what I do. And and I don't feel like I can relate to them necessarily. So it's just, yeah, community is definitely big. Um, and the other thing I think, because so many people are feeling disconnected right now, um, where we get to have these breakout sessions and breakout rooms <clears throat> where families um, of like-minded, um, you know, are getting to connect together and share ideas and build relationships because it's it's so beautiful when you, it takes a village to raise that child. Um, so that's what we're most excited about. I just I remember a couple of questions we had come through and one was, um, this is all well and good, you know, I'm, I'm up for building attributes and character traits and all of this and communicating, but what about if my son or daughter then wants to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, if they're if you're choosing to homeschool, yeah, yeah, and and that might be a decision that they don't make till they're sixteen, seventeen, and um, I wanted to share a story just so you're um, reassured of that. I had a friend who he dropped out of high school, did not care. His parents had been through a divorce, and he was you know drugs, alcohol. Like there was no point in him being at school. Left, and then pursued sport. Um, ended up doing a lot of personal development. Realizes uh, when he's about 20, oh, I want, no, it was probably later than that, probably mid 20s, um, oh, I want to be a lawyer. It must have been 30, to be honest, mm. because he met his, yeah. And so. It was later on. <laughs> it, was, it was actually much later okay. on. And so all he did is he went back and he got his high school certificate. And so he needed to study for that. And he got that done in like a year. And then that's what he needed. Then he got into law. And then he did law. And about three years into it, he realized, actually, I don't want to be a lawyer now. And so, but he finished that because I wanted to tick that off. And then he went back to do other things. So I tell you that story because we feel like, and I know for me, the pressure that was on to choose the right subjects yeah. in year 11. Yep. If you choose the wrong subject, and so I end up doing chemistry and physics, all this stuff, I'm like, I don't like this. And it wasn't, it wasn't where I wanted to head. So we put such pressure on children like this is it, like this decision. I'm like, you have a whole lifetime to realize what you actually want to do and be. Yeah. But you're going to accelerate children exploring what they want to know and do and be Mm. and when they're learning that they're Mm. more engaged excited you know willing to learn as well whether if you're just pushing a subject that has to get done 
or you reverse engineer it. So for Zara, um, her idea is she wants to be a vet. Whether that happens or not, I know she'll work with animals in some context. As long as she's heading towards that, but we've already looked into what would have to happen. And we know that there's a TAFE course where you can be a vet assistant and then the, the subjects and the things she would have to do. So she could do a bridging course, you know, and <clears throat> enter in via that way versus through, you know, traditional high school or things like that. So, yeah, I think it is important to, because I think you as a parent put pressure on yourself to make sure your kids are getting the right grades and the right thing and they're choosing the right subjects so that, but if you think about your journey through life and wherever you're at right now, how many jobs have you had? How many career changes and paths have kind of deviated? I mean, I can tell you right now, um, what I when I left high school, I had no idea what I wanted to be. I just knew I wasn't gonna go do the same degree that everyone else was doing because like there's a lot of people that um, just, oh, let's all go do tourism and hospitality, that'll be fun. And so like, it's just the common thing that everyone does. I just knew I didn't want to do that. So it's just, you want to respect your kids in that sense and also not put pressure on them to have to know who they are at such a young age. Uh, uh, last story, promise. <laughs> Children will bloom at different times. And this whole concept will have at this age, you should be able to read at this level. Totally. The Lexile. And it's like Albert Einstein didn't speak till he was four. And then turned out to be one of the, you know, most ingenious men ever to have lived. And if you start to study, okay, um, people who have gone on to achieve incredible things and you go back and you look at their childhood and their schooling, there's not a lot of match up to go, oh, if they know this at this age, that predicts that success or that level of fulfillment. So we have so much more to say. We have so much more to give. It's not like we've held back. You'll see we've tried to cram as much as we can into the time that we've had with you. Uh, but also, I'll tell you a little secret. Uh, 30 seconds before we went live today, we're looking at each other going, what are we going to say? What are we going to say? <laughs> I don't know. I just, something will come out. And then we get to the end and I'm like, I've got so much more no, to say. No, I've got say. a list so, of things I want to say. Yeah, um, totally. We just, we come into this with a servant heart. We just really would love to know that the time that we've spent um, can create that ripple effect mm. where if it helps one child and that removes a certain level of stress from a family and what that means and then the effect that they have moving forward with their lives. So um, we'd love to work with you, whether that's uh, Katie's book, uh, the documentary or um, to see us with the, the course. Uh, it's it's definitely the groundwork is laid out. It's there. This is as of recording 22nd of August. Uh, if you're watching this as replay, it's probably already developed. How people are going to find out about so this? So we, uh, for everyone that has gone through our five-day challenge, we're going to be sending you out a questionnaire just for feedback to get an idea more about your family, the dynamics, the challenges, the goals, the frustrations, um, what you would really love support around. And we love your feedback because that really, you know, we have a plan of the things that we specifically want to be sharing. But as we kind of feel the, um, the vibe of the families that we're going to be working with, that's super powerful for us to really direct you know what we're going to be sharing so that's going to come out to you in your in inbox um and then from there 
we'll be sharing with you what you can do to be a part of the course once we launch that. And when we do that, um, we'll have a founding member launch for those of you that have become a part of this challenge with us from the get-go. And then if you're watching the playback at some time, um, we'll have a link in the notes below to be able to, to join us as well. So thank you everyone for being a part of this. We are sending you and your families lots of love during this interesting time in the world. Just know that regardless of what's happening on the outside, you can create a beautiful, empowered and connected family um, regardless of outside external forces. Um, and just know that regardless of what's happened until now, um, give yourself grace and just today can be the beginning of a new day and a fresh start. Um, and you get to create what it is that you truly desire. So much love and gratitude. Thanks for being with us. And we will see you all soon. Bye-bye. Don't end. Are we stopped recording or what's the live? Oh, we're still live. That's cool. Hey, guys, I just wanted to, um, to jump in and share some of the conversations I've been having with people because I've definitely been a little uh, challenged with the pressures that are being... Um, forced at the moment and we got chatting about solutions what are the solutions and it's like okay imagine if just a whole bunch of people who were like-minded and we all got property together and we built this beautiful self-sustainable commune i'm like that'd be pretty cool i'd love to do that anyway at some point in my lifetime and then we're like well there's some countries where they're just it's super flex and they're countries you'd want to live in like um Central America, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic. Uh, we got friends looking at different parts of Spain. I'm like, when I look back at the end of my life, I'd love all of these different experiences. I don't want to do the same thing for, for too long. I like variety. And I just got thinking about all of these opportunities, all of these things that are available to us that we probably wouldn't be looking at had this not have happened and that's always available to you and i didn't want to say this on the recording i just wanted to say it to you guys who have been joining us live um just because the challenge we wanted to be timeless this i want for you guys right now to keep thinking that way there's at the end of the day it's you and your family and other like-minded families and if we <laughs> stick together and look at the world is still a playground there's, there's pockets of leadership or lack of leadership that are, that are causing stress in different areas that we just don't need to buy into. We can literally put ourselves in a bubble, know how to hold our rights, know how to continue to manifest and create and co-create together. Um, and just for you to bathe in the energy of that, of what's possible. And so uh, we'll be talking a lot about that in the course as well. All right. Happy Sunday. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. And that's a wrap team. Thank you so much for being a part of our five day Raising Empowered Families Challenge. We hope that you gain some knowledge and insight from the stories and the resources that we shared with you. You know, parenting is a journey <laughs> and there isn't a guidebook around it. And you know, the more we can come together and share and learn from each other to be able to support raising families through, regardless of whether they're around your ankles or you're staring at children that are taller than you now um, you know it's a journey and so we would be honored for you to join us in whatever way feels right for you whether it's continuing to be a part of 
our podcast and community and sharing it with others. Whether you're interested in learning about becoming a founding member or joining us in our Empowered Families Academy. Uh, So there is a link in the show notes for you to also complete that questionnaire that we mentioned. We would love to hear from you as to what's important, where your challenges are, where your stresses are, so we can really tailor the message of what we're sharing, um, you know, on our platforms to be able to be helping you and your family specifically. And if you haven't yet, shared your details with us, you can go to raisingempoweredfamilieschallenge.com and you'll be able to get some special bonuses and extra resources uh, that we made available to those of you that jumped into this challenge and shared your details. And if you give us your email via that way, we'll also be able to let you know when our academy is open and available for you to be a part of it as well. So once again, thank you so much. We are sending love and light to you and your families all around the world wherever home is for you and um, just know that you can create a spectacular life with your children regardless of what is going on externally regardless of the support or lack of support that you have from the people that you hope that you are going to have it from because it does take a village to raise a child and sometimes family comes in the shape of different forms maybe not how we necessarily expected it to be but just know we're here for you and we can't wait to continue the journey with you as well have a beautiful day and always take care